Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed, and this is The HR Mentor. Today, I am very grateful to be speaking to you from the traditional, unceded, and ancestral territories of the Tecumlips to Shequetmik people within Shequetmikulu, and I want to recognize my privilege in this place as an uninvited guest. Have you ever heard the quote, when you speak to everyone, you speak to no one? I'm guessing you've heard some version of it over your time at school or work. It's generally attributed to Meredith Hill, and it's often used in the marketing field to explain why niches and differentiation from competitors are so critical. I generally use this phrase in my recruitment classes when we talk about defining a target audience for a specific job. I encourage my students to put themselves in the shoes of the employer and then ask, what makes this role, our team, or our organization unique or different? Why would someone want to work with us? And who is that someone that we appeal to? When we create job ads, we want to have an image of a specific candidate in our mind so that when we choose phrases or images or a value proposition, we're speaking directly to that person. But on the flip side of the recruitment transaction is you, the job seeker. And in the same way that the employer is not talking to every single job seeker, you don't want to be talking to every single employer. Yes, you heard me right. Not every employer with an HR job is going to be the one that you should be pursuing. You see, in the same way an employer will target certain job candidates so that there is a higher possibility of a successful match, you don't want to target every employer because when you target, you increase the chances that there will be a successful match. As I've said before on this podcast, it takes a lot of effort and energy, emotional and otherwise, to put together your application for a job, any job. So why would you put that effort into applying for a job that is not going to be a good fit for you and you're not going to be a match for it? Yeah, I don't know either. Today, I want to share a few benefits of choosing some targets for your job search and give you a couple of ways that will help you define what those targets are. If you're looking for an HR role or contemplating a level up to your career, you're definitely going to need to hear this. So let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately, a fulfilling HR career. Let's start by talking about why a job target is so important in your HR job search. The first reason I think this is so critical is because it will help force you to really get to know yourself. The two exercises I'm going to encourage you to do today to help you define your targets are going to take a little bit of effort and thinking on your part but they're also going to help you get to know yourself really, really well. Why is this important? Well, as I've talked about on other episodes of The HR Mentor, knowing yourself is the very first step to job search and career success. If you don't know what you like to do, what you're good at, and what aligns with your values, you will have a very hard time convincing an employer that they should hire you for a role that they're offering. 
One of the first questions in most interviews is, why do you want this role? Or what motivated you to apply for this role? Or my favorite version of it, what makes you think this role is a good fit for you? If you don't know anything about what you offer, you aren't going to be able to answer those questions with any credibility, and you probably won't move on in the process, especially if what you say doesn't line up with other questions you answer or your references. The other reason it's important is because knowing your target or targets is going to help you more easily make connections with potential employers through networking. When you're interested in a type of work or a company or an industry, you are going to naturally connect with people who are involved in similar work or organizations. You will more easily think of interesting questions to ask them, and your face is going to tell them everything they need to know about your interest level when you talk to them. You won't have to fake being interested to get an informational interview because you really are interested. Fancy that. It's a match. And when the employer sees that match, they're going to want to know more about you and be more likely to hire you. The third and final reason is that it will make your job search a heck of a lot easier. Let's face it, there are a lot of jobs and a lot of companies out there. You can't apply to all of them, and you can only work for one, maybe two at a time. Getting some clear job targets is going to help you narrow your job search to specific industries, roles, and places, and that's going to make it much easier for you to find the right roles to apply to. It will ultimately save you time and make you more efficient when you do apply. When you're interested in a role and it matches with what you like, your strengths, your skills, and your accomplishments, you will also find it easier to prepare your resume, cover letter, and be ready to rock the interview. Look, you can apply for everything. You can use a generic template and go into interviews prepared for the same questions in the same way. But honestly, you're going to waste a lot of time and energy and probably just end up frustrated because you won't get the job offers you're hoping for. So I highly recommend you consider identifying some job search targets and working from there. Now let's talk about how you can do that. I have two ways that I'm going to share with you today. The first one is developing your job search vision. What I want you to do here is do a little bit of a visioning exercise. I want you to take a deep breath, close your eyes, and start to envision your perfect day of work in your new job. What are you wearing? How do you get to work? What type of organization are you working for? Who's in your client group? Who are the customers or clients of the organization? Who do you work with in your department? What are you working on? And what are the emotions you feel as you're doing your work? Give yourself a few minutes to really imagine your next ideal job experience. Then what I want you to do is open your eyes and write out everything you saw. And try and leave yourself a good five minutes to just go through this visioning exercise. Walk yourself through getting up in the morning and playing out a day, or at least a part of your day. And once you've got some ideas down, I want you to go back and highlight the answers to some more specific questions. So do the visioning exercise, write down as much as you can remember and whatever comes to mind, and then go back 
and look at some of the themes that emerge. And I'm going to give you some questions that you can ask yourself to help sort of direct your writing. The first thing I want you to think about is what industry are you working in? And what excites you about that? What is your role? And why do you think this role is the perfect role for you? Who are you working with? Are you on your own? Or are you working with a team? And if it's a team, what's the culture or tone of your team? What is your physical space like? Are you at home or are you in an office? Are you in sweats and a t-shirt and a ball cap or are you dressed professionally? Why do you prefer the way you're dressed right now? Where are you located geographically? Are you in a big city or a smaller town? Are you in Canada or another country? What do you see around you? What appeals to you about this location? Next, I want you to write down what skills you're using in this job. And what are you hoping to accomplish? Now, after you've done that, I want you to pause and look at what you've identified in terms of the work you're doing, how and where you're doing it, and for whom and with whom you're doing it. Now take a few minutes and brainstorm some ideas of organizations that might offer what your ideal vision looks like. If you can't think of any, start an internet search by industry or location to see what's available. Then I want you to think about what types of roles would allow you to do the type of work that you're doing in your vision. Again, think about organizations that might have that type of role. Keep in mind the size of the organization matters. If you see yourself in your vision as the sole HR person, then you're probably in a smaller organization. Maybe you're part of a team of recruiters, but you're working from home. So maybe you're working for a global search firm. Whatever it is, write down as much as you can about what your vision told you, and then do some research. You can also pop on over to LinkedIn and see if you can find a company with some more information on it. You can also check out Indeed and Glassdoor to see if there's anything about a specific organization or workplace that might help you decide if there's a fit. Now, once you've done this visioning, I want you to try a second exercise, one that's a little more pragmatic. The second way to approach this identifying job targets exercise is to identify five key elements or attributes about you and see what they tell you about your job target. I'm going to be asking you to consider some of the same questions or similar questions that you did in your vision exercise, but there are also things I talk about in episode 41, prepared for your HR job search, when I talk about getting to know yourself. Now, in the HR Career Accelerator program, I go into each of these in depth, and I help you uncover the details you need to know about yourself in order to get really good clarity on what types of roles you should pursue. If you haven't yet listened to episode 41, you should do that and download the helpful checklist and consider signing up for my newsletter so that you get notified when the HR Career Accelerator program launches in July. Okay, so the five elements I want you to write about to help you define your job search target are, to begin with, your top five strengths. 
Now, in the Career Accelerator program, we use the Gallup Strengths Finder assessment to do this. But if you haven't done that, don't worry. What you can do is think about jobs you've had previously where you felt really comfortable or competent, or maybe school assignments. What does that tell you about what your strengths are? And what do other people tell you you're good at? Getting that information down can be really helpful for you. Often we have a hard time identifying our own strengths, but if we tap into what other people say about us, we can often uncover them. The next thing I want you to list are your core values. Now, this is really important to define the industry or type of organization that might be best for you. So don't skip the values piece. If you haven't already identified your core values, definitely check out that episode. There'll be a link in the summary or show notes for this episode that will take you there. Once you have your three, two or three core values listed, then I want you to write down your key skills. Now you may have five to seven of these, or maybe even more, but try and prioritize what you think your core key skills are. Think about them in relation to an HR role and then write them down. For example, I have presentation skills, communication skills, and problem solving down on my list. The fourth thing you want to identify are some key accomplishments in order of most recent to least recent. Accomplishments are a great selling feature on your resume and cover letter and in an interview, but they can also help you define your job search target. When you see something you've done as an accomplishment, it means you valued that work and you were probably good at it. So where could you find that type of assignment work or project again? For example, for me, I list things that I created on my own that had a positive impact on other people in the organization. They also allowed me to play a leadership role and do some facilitating or training. So this tells me a lot about the types of roles I would be best in. Try to take your thinking on this one to the next level. Identify your accomplishments, but then think about what that says about you. Finally, I want you to write down three to five knowledge areas that you feel the most comfortable with. These can be areas of HR, or if you're early in your career, they may not be. Think about what you do know and know how to do. These aren't skills you possess, but knowledge you have. Which courses at university did you excel at? That might also give you some clues. Now, once you have all these five elements identified, I want you to go back and look at what you wrote. Do you see any themes emerging? These elements are forming your strategic advantage and what differentiates you from other candidates. Yes, somebody else might have similar strengths to you, but they're not going to have the whole package you have. Not only is this information going to be helpful to you in creating your resume, marketing yourself online, and in an interview, but it's going to give you clarity about roles and organizations you would be the most satisfied and successful in. If you look back on both your brainstorms, yes, remember I said I want you to do both, the vision and the more practical five elements exercise. When you look back, do you see any specific roles emerging as maybe better fits than others? What about industries or organizations? Does the information you wrote point to working as a member of an HR team? If so, what informations in your desired geographic area are large enough to have an HR team? Write these down. 
Do your values tell you anything about the industry you should be in? Or maybe the industry you shouldn't be in? Make a note of that as well. Your skills and knowledge and strengths can also tell you what types of roles you would be best suited for next. If you have relationships as a strength and communication skills as a skill and conflict resolution as knowledge, perhaps you're best suited to a larger organization with larger teams. Or maybe you have learning and development as a knowledge area, presentations as a strength and skill, and motivating others as another skill. Maybe being part of a learning and development team or an organization that focuses a lot on internal development are really good fits. I would say this might make you a good fit for an entry-level HR training role in a financial institution or a credit union. Keep in mind, you may have more than one target job, and that is perfectly okay. I have always described myself as multi-passionate. I am naturally curious, and I like to do more than one kind of work. Yes, the type of work I enjoy is very related to my values of hope, connections, and impact. But there's more than one functional area of HR that I love practicing. Recruiting, training and development, coaching, workforce planning and strategy are all really great fits for me. On the other hand, labor relations, analytics, compensation, occupational health and safety and employee benefits, not really my sweet spots. I can do them, but it doesn't exactly light me up. And therefore, I'm not the best at it. But I still have lots of options for roles that will fit me within my target areas. So don't limit yourself to trying to figure out a specific limited role. There could be multiple ones. Usually when I first introduced this idea of targeting to emerging HR professionals, they struggle to narrow their focus because they're afraid to miss out on something. And I get it. But I guarantee if you do the work to see what areas really light you up, you will find lots of options and the opportunity to do work that you really love and you're great at. Once you identify what you know about yourself, then you have to take this and do some research to see what types of companies might offer what you're looking for. Of course, LinkedIn is a great place for this, but you can also just search online, look at HR publications and check HR job boards to see who has training assistant roles and then look more closely at that organization. After that, if you want to get a job in your target area, I recommend you start connecting with people in those industries to find out more through an informational interview. This is a great way to validate what you learned and make a connection that could lead to a job. I know this is a lot of steps and a lot of information to collect on yourself, but I also know that working in a job and industry that doesn't fit for you is even harder work and more frustrating. Taking the time to identify your target is going to increase your chances of making good connections, showing your genuine enthusiasm for the role and ultimately boosting your job search success. Because at the end of the day, you want to get out of bed each day knowing you're doing something you love and feel satisfied with. You want to realize that vision you have. Now, if it feels overwhelming to just listen to this and take action, I really want you to consider the HR Career Accelerator program. In mid-July, I'll be launching this all-virtual, fully-guided HR Career Accelerator program. This course takes you from being a job seeker to a job holder. 
The program is self-paced, but it's designed to take approximately four to six weeks. There are recorded video lessons, exercises, and a private support group for you to get feedback and guidance. You also get access to the very well-respected StrengthsFinder assessment program to help you better tailor your job search and sell yourself in the selection process. Now, if that sounds interesting to you, and now that you have a pen in your hand, write down this special discount code, HRMentorPod, and then get signed up for my newsletter so you're going to be the first to know when registration opens. Anyone who registers with that discount code will get a special rate for this program. Now, you can sign up for the newsletter in the links wherever you're listening to the podcast. And if you're a member of the HR Mentor Fan Club, you'll receive a further discount on your registration. And if you're not already a member, you can sign up today. The Fan Club is a virtual space where you can get access to special bonus episodes of the podcast, resources, and free downloads, as well as a chance to get access to special discounts on future programs, like the HR Career Accelerator. If you join today, you're also going to get instant access to my most recent bonus episode, which is essentially an audio lesson of my Courageous Conversations model. I usually offer this in a half-day workshop, uh, but I've got a condensed version for you so you can start to engage in really difficult conversations in your personal life and at work. You'll also get access to my decision-making tool and some recruitment resources. My community manager, Michelle, and I are also working on a special interview guide to help you with any upcoming HR interviews. There's really a lot of great stuff in there, so make sure you sign up today. You can find the link in the show notes for this episode at www.thehrmentor.podbean.com, as well as a link to related episodes and the sign-up page for the fan club membership site and the newsletter. You can also get more information about me, my work, other episodes at www.unicorngroup.ca. And if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, click the button wherever you're listening and send me your questions or a little bit of love with a message on LinkedIn or through a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I just might read it on a future episode. As always, thank you so much for listening. Your time is greatly appreciated. Take care. Bye for now.